All right. Good morning and happy Leif Erikson Day. Hanga dinga dergan. This is the first podcast of the Hot Takes with Hot Cakes podcast with me, your host, Dalton. Um, this first episode's probably going to suck, along with the next five at least, because I'm not, I haven't done this before, and I am only comforted by the knowledge that I'm pretty sure no one is going to be listening to this ever. So, that helps a ton. So, kind of the idea I got for this con- this podcast is uh, I'm super bored, and my girlfriend gave me the idea. Um, I'd always kind of thought about starting a podcast just for no reason at all, just as a hobby. But she kind of uh, egged me on. They found this, uh, this app, Anchor, where I can do it for free, which is ideal. And that's what I'm doing this on. So, uh, just gonna see if this gains any traction, if this ends up being something I enjoy, but this is, uh, here goes. So, I know you can hear me eating, but that's kind of the point. The idea for the name Hot Takes and Hot Cakes kind of came from just saying something, because I was on the, having a conversation with my girl and... I said something super obvious, as I do, because that's most of my thoughts, is thinking they're, uh, thinking they're uh, going to contribute, but in reality, it's just an obvious statement. Um, I realized this, and I said, hey, hot takes and hot cakes, just because it rhymes, and I'm an idiot. So, that is where this came from. Also, uh, gave me an excuse to go to McDonald's and get a big breakfast with hot cakes, which I am eating now, and that's what you're hearing in the background. And it's super surreal, because I haven't had this at least since high school. But even then, I think I only had it once in high school. I used to go to McDonald's breakfast all the time as a kid with my uh, my step-grandpa. I think that's the right terminology for it. He uh, he wasn't my blood grandfather, but he married my grandma. So, I, I just call him Pop Pop. Anyway, um, like every time we'd go and visit, just me and him would get up super, super early, like 5 in the morning. Which is the motivation I really wish I still had. And we go to McDonald's. And it was fun. It was it, Obviously, I was a little fat boy, so I like the food aspect, too. But it was nice just to have this little thing. Of course, one day, um, my mom found out about it, along with stepdad, half-brother, half-sister. And no one was very happy about it. So, as punishment, we all, the day they found out, went to McDonald's. Let everyone get whatever they want except me. I wasn't allowed to get anything or uh, play in the the play park or whatever they call it afterwards. It was just... That was the punishment. Just let me watch and go hungry for a meal while my stepbrother and sister had the time of their lives. So, you know, it was a lot of of fun. A lot of fun in that day. A lot of fun in that life. Um, But nevertheless, uh, hotcakes. I don't really like pancakes. I'm a waffle guy all day, but, you know, McDonald's hotcakes are somehow far sweeter than normal pancakes, and I don't really explain it. Maybe maybe it's just the, their synthetic nature that makes them not, you know, soak up all the syrup immediately like real pancakes do, or there's some kind of coating on it. I don't know. Uh, I don't hate them, but if McDonald's had waffles, I would definitely choose those over these, but...
you uh, you take what you can get in this life, you know. Um. So uh, with this podcast, I should preface this by saying I am a student at a Christian college and seminary, so I will be careful on naming names and being specific with some of the stuff I talk about. Um, however, I will not censor myself. If I swear, I swear. I don't really think it's wrong, so that's what I'm going to do until I find out that I need to stop. Even then, I'll probably fight it, but <laughs> I again, I seriously doubt anyone other than me and maybe my girlfriend for like the first 10 minutes of this episode is going to listen to this, so I'm not too overly concerned. Um, Alright, so ideally I will do this with a post. I might try to get a roommate to get up early with me one day or, you know, try this at a different time of day, but um, I'll figure it out. It's cool for right now. Um, Just a trial run anyway. So, I'm on IGN's website right now. I'm just going to kick the, start this off by looking at some of the top stories. Mario Kart Tour review. I tell you, I really, really don't understand the point of this. I thought the same thing. Well, I eventually thought the same thing when they brought that that, uh, that Mario game to iPhone. What was it? I forget what it was called. It was basically Mario, except you were always running. And so it was super difficult you know, part part of the idea of Mario is that if you miss something or if you want more coins, you can go back. You can go back and get them. Completely impossible with this version. So, naturally, when when, when this came out, before I even downloaded and played it, I, I knew it was going to be a crock of shit. Because I have Mario Kart on the Nintendo Switch. Super fun. Even alone. It's a legendary platform for gaming, but this just... I played it. I have played it. And what's funny to me is that they recommend the drifting option. Instead of just normal turning with your finger sliding across the screen, they recommend drifting. But that's all you can do. You can't straighten yourself up. You can't just, you know, slowly turn around not-so-tight bends. No, it's always drifting. There's no in-between. And it's... I'm still getting first, or first, second, or third every match, pretty much, but it's irritating. It's all get out. So, that's, that's the one complaint I think I have. Um, well, there are a few. Um, it's just, it's a... They're charging $5 a month for their quote-unquote premium service. I, I don't know what all comes with it. But I know that's the only way you get Mario in Mario Kart, which I don't really give a shit about that because no one wants to be Mario in Mario Kart. Um, Mario Run, that was the one I was trying to think of. Super Mario Run, so yeah. Um, IGN <laughs> gave... Gave Super Mario Tour a 6.7, which is better than I expected. But then again, it is IGN. Nintendo is still struggling with how to make a great mobile game, but Mario Kart Tour's racing is solid. I disagree with that. I do agree with the they're still struggling to make a mobile game. I just don't see the point. I think it's a cash grab. Because it's not a good game. In my opinion. But whatever. So that was that. Um, here's one I'm very interested in. Um, you no longer need a PS4 to play God of War, which, bull. And if you're not playing it on a PS4, you have no reason to be playing it at all, because that's, that's the best way. So, um, really love this game. I got it 
in April 2018, um, when it came out, um, I, <laughs> I bought the special edition PS4 console because I, I was just so over Xbox. Buggy, it wasn't even that good. No good exclusives. I never, I don't even like Halo, so. Um, thought it was a good time to switch. Sold it. Got a little birthday money. Got it. And a PSVR, but not on that right now. Um, but, God, I love God of War. I played through it so many times. That's the only reason I don't still play it regularly now. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I, I've become bored with the story. Because I've literally done a playthrough at least seven times. Still haven't gotten a Platinum Trophy, though. There's so much in that game. But, to date, one of the most satisfying gameplay mechanics I think I've ever experienced. It's just, it's awesome. Hotcakes are getting cold. They do not last long. Anyway, um, so this doesn't make sense because it's a clickbait title, but basically it's just saying that Sony's subscription service of PS Now, which is kind of like the, I don't know, games everywhere of Xbox, where, you know, you can play from your PC, and now God of War, um, GTA Five, and a few others are tacked onto there. Which I guess is good news. I just don't really care. <laughs> As idiotic as that sounds, I just, I don't really care. Um, I'm never, I hate playing with my keyboard and mouse anyway, as is. I would be a terrible PC gamer, because I just, I could not transition to that. Um, but, you know, all that to say, cool, not really that cool. But I do like seeing God of War in the headlines. I'm holding out for a sequel trailer. Twayla trailer. I'm holding out, I'm very excited for that. Still, like... It got me into Norse mythology, which nothing I thought ever could, but it did. It was awesome. So, um, I'm not even going to read this whole article. I don't think it's worth anyone's time. <sighs> Birds of Prey and trailer introduces us to Harley's crew. Uh, I Okay, I think that character, especially in the last, I don't know, five years has been one of the most toxic influences to people in general, but especially young girls. It's not, not to mention her obviously being super annoying, but idolizing craziness as it being zany or whatever. You know, you can be unique without being batshit crazy. Or, you know, a mean bitch. You know, they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, heck. Darn it, heck. Whatever. I, I used to be into it. I, I liked Suicide Squad when it first came out, but I was in a, a very different life situation back then. So, um, I'm sure it's going to make a billion dollars, but I couldn't care less. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, don't care about that. Destiny, don't care about that. IGN readers want a God of War sequel more than any other PlayStation game. Yes, please. I know I do. Right after that, would probably be Spider-Man. Another amazing, amazing game. But I won't talk about that here. Um, select Joker screenings to be policed with NYPD undercover tactics. Why? Not, not to mention the, the freaking... I, I know why they're doing this. They're doing this because of the whole Batman The Dark Knight Returns... Thing, and Aurora, I think is the name, 
where the dude with the colored hair shot up the movie theater. And then the media made it seem like he was trying to be Joker because of the way his hair looked and the movie shot up, even though it was there was no evidence to that. The police said there was no evidence to point that this is what he was trying to go for. But, with this new Joker movie, which I've heard great things about. I'm actually going to go see it on Saturday with my girlfriend. Um, with this new Goat Joker's movie, uh, they're, they're, I don't know, scared it's going to happen again? I mean, <laughs> the whole thing is just absolutely asinine to me. First, Joker was not in The Dark Knight Rises at all. He wasn't even mentioned. I know why? Because the actor died. Also, he was not part of the story. There was no need. I don't get it. It's, I don't know. Probably just to make people feel better. This headline probably just makes people go, oh, thank God. I don't have to worry about that. There's going to be a police officer. Oh, no, it's just it's absolutely stupid to me. But whatever. I'm not you. <laughs> it's it's all it is. It's basically it's almost begging somebody to go in and do something bad. You know. But whatever. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> um. Undercover tactics will be rolled out for screenings in Manhattan. The tactics will be rolled out for Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, and Staten Island as an act. Why is it just New York? Last I checked, New York is not even close to the top most dangerous cities in the country list. You know? In Chicago, I would understand. In the city where this should happen, I would kind of understand. But this just, this is a total farce. I don't even know what else to call it. Hmm. Be the next Twitch or podcast star with the right microphone. Yeah, you've probably noticed by the absolute shit sound quality that I'm using my phone microphone right now. And the reason for that is uh, I'm not spending any amount of money on a damn microphone without having some kind of, I don't know, reason to. <laughs> you know, iPhone microphone's not terrible. Like, I've heard my, I, I did a test recording before I did any of this, and it really is not bad. It's not that bad. Um, to my ears. I mean, again, that's probably all that matters, because like I said, no one's probably going to listen to this. So, mm. Down, Last of Us Part 2. Okay, quick thing. I've never played The Last of Us. I, I, I know that it's like considered one of the greats, and I'll play it. it it's on The remastered version is on PS Plus uh, free games for next month. So I'll download it and play it, because I am interested. Um, truth be told, um, I uh, I don't know. Because the gameplay seems very similar to uh, to God of War, you know, where you're like the, the big badass with a little sidekick that just kind of helps sometimes. And, you know, it's a good mechanic, and I know God of War kind of borrowed from it. But... I don't know. The whole zombie apocalypse thing has never been a very interesting model to me. I don't know. But. Future zone. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll pre-order. I don't know. Um. Tiny gun. 
Uh, okay, I don't care about anything else here. So, on to an undisclosed website to get some content material. <laughs> okay. This post says, this building has optional beast mode stairs. <laughs> Apparently, beast mode stairs are just taking two steps at a time, which I do anyway. Since when is that beast mode? Since when is taking the more efficient angle beast mode? <laughs> I'm so sad. And there's an arrow pointing up. There's an arrow pointing up as if it's saying, this is the way you walk up the stairs. Don't you dare walk down. We don't have an arrow saying you can do that. No. You have to walk up these stairs. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Whatever. <laughs> it's funny. Oh my god. The endangered man wolf. It has a picture of this. It. <laughs> it it's basically a fox with human sized legs, especially his front legs. And it's absolutely terrifying. You know that which which Harry Potter was it? The third one with the werewolf dude and how he didn't look anything like you'd expect a werewolf to look like. He looked more like like an anorexic mutated puppy. It's <laughs> the best way I can describe it. That's kind of what this shit looks like, at least in the legs. Like it's very odd, very off-putting. I I, I would run if I saw that in the wild. Although, with those stilts he has for legs, he'd probably catch me. <laughs> but. Hmm. American this, American that. Da 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 da. Oh, actually, no. I'll, I'll do this. Americans really want the U.S. to adopt renewable energy, like wind and solar power while rejecting fossil fuels like coal. I think that's too general of a statement. I do. You know, I'm very, I'll be the first to admit I'm extremely undereducated when it comes to, you know, environmental stuff. And, you know, I don't even have a solid stance on global warming because I just don't know shit about it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like it's something that information should be, you know, it's scientific information at the end of the day. I don't know I don't know how there's even a dispute about it. Because there's never a dispute about other stuff. Okay, I shouldn't say that because there is because of religions and their, you know, denial of science in a lot of areas. But, I mean, come on. It, this is measurable of the earth getting warmer, of weather getting more erratic, of, of, of shit hitting the fan. I mean, it's, 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 I feel like if that is the thing, that it's pretty obvious. Again, I don't know because I don't research this stuff. I should. I should educate myself. And as soon as I pay off all my debt and get my degree, I, I will. I'll make a point of it. But, hmm. Renewable energy, like wind and solar power, while rejecting fossil fuels like coal. I do know this much. I know burning things creates smoke. And I know smoke is bad for just about every natural thing. I do know that much. 
So if you can stop burning things, I do know that that is better. I mean, objectively. It can't be that... It can't be a cleaner option to burn anything. You know, it just can't. The solar power, that's kind of something I've toyed around with, with just, you know, thoughts and concepts, and I just don't know how that's not... There's got to be one company or one guy dedicated to making this commonplace. And you would have thought that one guy or one company would have made this, you know, <laughs> I don't know, more efficient? I mean, a way that could even come close to matching, like what gasoline does or what... I mean, you can never match what nuclear power does, but... What's funny is that's not mentioned. That isn't mentioned, which is actually something I will touch on. Hold on. One more bite. I don't really have an interest of eating any more of this. Mm. Not bad, though. Only, uh... After tax and everything, only like five bucks for that. I didn't get a drink or a coffee or anything, but... It still is not terrible. But. Okay. Nuclear power, let's talk about it. Um. <laughs> I, I have done a tiny, tiny bit of research into this. And I've always known about the stigma. Because when you say nuclear power, two things pop into people's heads. Either Chernobyl or uh, World War Two, And... Oh, well, and a select few uh, superheroes. But here's the thing. Um, obviously, nuclear energy, just like any type of energy, can be used for destruction. A lot of destruction, but think about it. Think about what do, what do planes run on? You know, fighter jets, Apache helicopters that deal death and damage and destruction. Gasoline. So some could argue that gasoline is just as dangerous or as on the same, you know, level as nuclear power. But no, because we've used it to power cars since cars have existed. Okay, and what about coal? Coal. Coal's a more difficult one. Because to my knowledge, the only thing coal has ever been used to power is a train. <laughs> train, a steamboat... Um, and, uh, furnaces, which is a little harder to dispute, but coal is undeniably a limited resource, and what cracks me up is when certain people say that, oh, coal is clean, coal is efficient, coal is yada, 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 really, coal is clean, try rolling around in a pile of coal, come out and tell me how clean you feel. I mean, it's undeniable when you look into to wind. Wind is undeniably clean. Sun power is undeniably clean. There's not even an argument against it. Actually, there is an argument against the wind power. Um, again, certain people claim that wind farms, the, the towers, which, which I've always called windmills, but apparently they're not called that. They're called wind turbines. Windmills are like that Courage the Cowardly Dog thing in the background that, like, I don't know, makes corn or something. I'm not even sure. What. Anyway. So these wind turbines apparently are an eyesore, which is which is laughable to me because that's the most subjective thing ever. Subjective. I want to make sure I said that. And they claim that it kills birds. I'll go. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it here that it's mainly conservative Republican people who have this argument. And kills birds. What do you, What do you think you're doing when you go out hunting? When you go duck hunting? When you go 
Whatever. It kills birds. Cry me a friggin' river. You know, I, I hate birds, man. I, I, <laughs> I don't hate birds. I hate, I hate birds that get in the way of the things I want to do. <laughs> like, I absolutely fucking abhor uh, Canadian geese. Um, I hate them. Because, A, they're, they're deceiving. They look like these cute little, you know, swan-like, you know, oh, look at it, it's so beautiful. <gasps> there's another, there's a family. Oh, my God. Well, turns out, if you get within, I don't know, 30 yards of one, they hiss at you like a cat. They go, <sighs> they, they, they're very territorial. They, but, but it's not their territory. They just go anywhere. And I swear, my favorite thing, my absolute favorite thing about fall. Fall's great. The cider, the haunted houses, the scary movies, football games. You know, I love it all. But (laughs) seeing those assholes fly somewhere else out of my hair, out of my road, out of my trails, it it brings me so much joy. You know, if I could, if I could watch all the insects die when it got cold enough, that that would be about the amount of joy I'd feel. Only I'd probably be happier about that. <laughs> but no, I say that because I I I run um, pretty often, and during the summer I ran a lot. And uh, of course, I mean I like I, okay. To be fair, I was running on a trail that was alongside a river, and I like it because the water is calming. The scenery, you know, keeps me you know occupied, my brain occupied while I'm you know sweating and heaving. Um, but these freaking geese. You know, I I can handle the goose shit. I can step around that for the most part. But they just do not leave you alone. They flap their wings. They run at you. You know, just like, dude, I'm just trying to lose a little bit of weight. (laughs) Oh, my God, whatever. Um, So, yeah, all that to say, fuck birds. (laughs) And, oh, yeah, no, screw it. Yeah, I'm all for it. I don't think it's an eyesore at all. I think it's, you know, I think it's an eyesore. Freaking smokestacks coming out factories and trains and all that shit they scared you with in books as a kid (laughs) that's what i don't that's what i don't like so anyway that's my hot take with a hot cake on energy uh let's see i don't know means it's a spooky trail Huh. This one amazing dude, this nine-year-old kid, Cade, which is a white name if I ever heard one, but whatever, that doesn't matter, missed his turn in this 5K race and won the overall first place in the 10K in the St. Cloud, Minnesota area. Okay, I don't... What, what does that even mean? Missed his turn in the 5K race. Do that. Okay, you know what I probably think? Again, no idea. Actually, maybe somebody answered. I can't be the only one to have wondered that. I have run a 5K before, but the one I ran, he just, everyone went when the dude said go. <laughs> That's all it was. Uh, come on, somebody answer. Mm, I don't think anyone's going to answer. Uh, I keep running, I catch up with you, so I did, the referee called the tournament. Okay, okay, so the way I'm, the gist I'm kind of getting is that he didn't know it was time to stop at 5K. <laughs> so he just ran all the way to 10K. 
I, I relate to that so much, I think. Well, first of all, good on him. I mean, it's not really an accomplishment because he didn't know he was doing it. But I know it is an accomplishment. It absolutely is. You know, it absolutely is. I, I admire people who run at all, you know, because you don't have to. You know, you could just, you don't have to exercise. You could just lay back, you know, get fat, do nothing, play video games all day. And if you get a medical problem related to you being fat and lazy, just go to the doctor and they fix it. You can do that now. And it's only going to get more possible to do that as technology advances and time moves forward. So, I don't know. It's funny to me. Um, probably shouldn't be, but it is. Um, but no, good on this dude. Um, I always say nine. Yeah. Yeah, good on him. Nope. Nope. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now I'm gonna touch on that one. Um Sorry guys, I'm I'm trying to find I'm trying to find a new thing to talk about, but it's the the thing I'm on is a bunch of bull. In a desert, what's under all that sand? What does that even mean? I've always wondered, in stereotypical deserts with plentiful sand dunes, how deep does the sand go, and what's under the sand? Water? Dirt? <laughs> I can guarantee you there's not water underneath all that sand. I can guarantee you there's not. I, before even reading any of the replies, I'm going to go and say, um, more sand. <laughs> Alright, well, it's just a stupid question. Because what's sand, but easier to dig dirt? You know? And what's under dirt? More dirt than stone, than, than the, the rest of the crust, than the mantle. You know, we learned about this in school. Let's see. Oh, it's a big, 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 big reply. Focusing on the Sahara. Oh, my. Why, why do you need so many words just to say a rock? Or mountain ranges at the bottom of this thing. Said, mountain ranges are other huge topographical features. Oh, thanks. I figured there were topographical features underneath all that sand. Jeez. Ah, uh, man. I don't care. Don't care. Um. All right. Um. I said all right just because I was it was too silent for too long. I don't really have anything to talk about yet. I gotta get better at this. Um. Actually, I don't got to, but I should. Um. Let's see. Oh, a photo of chicken tiki masala. With jasmine rice and butter naan. Okay. Quick little spiel on Indian food. Love it. I absolutely love Indian food. I, I did, it's, it's not something I thought I'd like. Because I don't particularly... The depictions of India in media are just absolutely awful. It seems like a hellhole that has joyous music playing all the time. which just adds insult to injury. And everyone there looks terrible. I mean, fuck. Everyone there looks miserable. Except for, like, the very rich who are just having a heyday, you know, benefiting off of all this, you know, whatever. Um, but 
I anyway, I love Indian food because when I was shoot, I want to say 18, 18 or 19, I was down visiting my mom and uh, down south and she was currently ghostwriting um a book for this Indian dude regarding something Krishna or something or other and um she invited me. I was with him. She had to meet with him. So um, they invited us both uh, to lunch, I think it was, at their house. And, you know, they're Indian, so they had traditional Indian cuisine. I, I don't know exactly, but I know there was curry of some kind, um, which, to be honest, it all more or less tastes kind of the same to me. Um, basmati rice, which is now my favorite type of rice. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. It's a, it's a texture thing. And and uh, <laughs> and the freaking naan bread. Oh, my gosh. Talk about something I never thought I'd like. I never really cared much for flatbread or pita or any of that. Because it was all considered like a health food to me. Like, I don't know. But, oh my gosh, it was so good. And then when I finally learned to make it myself, I, for, for the summer of 2018, yeah, summer uh, 2018, I stayed on campus at school um, to work. And as part of that, I thought, hey, I need to probably learn how to cook for myself because the dining hall's not open. I can't just eat out every lunch and dinner. So I bought an Instant Pot. I could go on for days about the Instant Pot, but I won't because I know people, will, everybody is tired of hearing about it, but it really is awesome. And I found a recipe um, to make uh, to make buttered chicken, and I did. And it wasn't perfect the first time, but when I got it perfect, like a couple weeks later, oh my Jesus, it was Oh, it, it's still, to this day, it, it's such a simple satisfaction of something that's just so freaking good. And it's not overly expensive to make. I mean, you get, like, at least three meals out of it. Maybe four if, you, if you're if you on a diet. But, oh, and then I, I, found, I found garlic naan bread at Aldi. And the Instant Pot's awesome as a rice cooker, too. So, you know, I get Theoretically, I can have this whenever I want, and that's an amazing feeling, even though I haven't had it in a long, long while, at least a month. You know, I'm getting there. Life's hard, man. I'm just trying to make it one day at a time. I don't always have time to prepare a whole thing. But, I mean, cleaning this stupid thing after I use it once is a chore in of itself. It shouldn't be. It's kind of stupid that it is, but whatever. Anyway, that's my little spiel, and... Um, Look at any picture of butter chicken or any kind of tiki masala, Indian something or other, and you'll see what I mean. It's just, it's so simply good. I love it so much. Um, da 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 What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to try to find a scary story to tell for this very last 20 minutes of the podcast. It may not be a, uh, yeah, a normal thing, but it's October, the second day of October, so I don't think there's any harm in, you know, trying it out. And if it's something I like, something I'm good at, you know, it, it's a good way to fill the last 20 minutes, at least when I don't have a, a guest. Uh, again, that's something I'll need to work on. Maybe I can try to phone my, my girlfriend in for future episodes. We'll see. We'll see. Um... But I got about five minutes till then, so I need to find some other stuff to work about. At least one more thing. Kittens, Schwab. Come on, there's gotta be something. Of course, the one time I'm actually recording, I can't find 
anything to talk about on this site. <laughs> Come on, I need something. Ooh, here's a fun one. Okay, I gotta be careful with this, though. It's, uh... What... A question. It's a form question. What do men do... Or it's asking women. Women, what do men do that they think is okay, but is actually creepy? Um, maybe it's just me, but asking if I live alone. Uh, now, at this, if at this point of inquiry there is an already established friendship, I suppose it's okay, but if you are a stranger or an acquaintance, that would freak me out. Fair enough. <laughs> I've never heard that in my entire life. Who asks anyone if they live alone? It's not like family members. Do you live alone? <laughs> Jeez. Um, grabbing my wrists. <laughs> it's a huge ultimate fuck. No. I, I was right. The comment owner says, the fuck? Is this a thing? <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm the same way. I had no idea that was a thing. Someone replied, wrist control allows you to manipulate the arms and upper body. I'm talking about grappling, wrestling, by the way. So I guess... When you apply it to all to a real life situation, you're kind of a controlling person. I mean, I guess. I don't grab a wrist. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, oh, here's one. Um, when I'm walking down the sidewalk, follow me slowly in a car while trying to talk to me. I fucking hate this. Yeah. <laughs> what men think? What man think that's cool? What? Do, what do, I can't even think of a movie reference. I'm sure there's one, but... Who... Seriously, I don't know what year it is these people are living in, but... Whatever. Um, follow you around while you're out, because they want to keep talking to you after you've made two attempts to end the conversation. Okay, I'll go ahead and say... Uh, anyone who does that to anyone is an absolute asshole. Okay? Regardless of the situation, it, it is nothing irritates me more than trying to end the conversation for whatever reason and then to constantly be trying to suck back into it. I'm ending the conversation for a reason, and I can only imagine what this is like as a woman and a, and a man tries to come to it because it's an awkward situation to be in. I mean, what are you going to do? Punch the guy for following you? I mean, yeah, I don't envy that. I don't want to ever be in that situation, but jeez. Uh, this is more of the same line. Block an exit while trying to start a conversation. Just don't do it ever. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. This is a good one. My wife had a boss that would come up behind the ladies and start giving them shoulder massages. Not cool, dude. <laughs> and the edit goes, no, she didn't work for Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, let's go. Um, yeah, so I have a thing to say about that. Um, first of all, absolutely, fuck no. I, oh my god, I, uh, okay, the, first this is gonna come from an insecure point of view, and then from, you know, just a personal point of view. The insecure point of view is, is back in high school, I was seeing someone, and I also was working with this someone, and right in front of my face, this douchebag, I, I don't even, I don't even... It didn't even know him that well, but I, I tried to talk to him a little bit, you know, later on, and he was just an asshole for no reason. So, fuck that guy. But, regardless, like, right in front of me, he just goes behind her and gives her a big shoulder rub, and, like, on the her traps and everything, for, like, 20 seconds straight. And I'm just 
jaw dropped. Like, are you fucking serious, dude? Seriously? This is something you, you think is cool. You think this is okay to do. So, <laughs> for, for, for reference, this is the guy who wore the um, Meninist sweatshirt. You know? You know, that guy, that type. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that was back in a time when I was very insecure and very, you know, a lot of other adjectives that I, I'm ashamed of myself at that point in my life. But all that to say, I've never liked it. But now, I still don't like it, even though I've, I've grown a lot more since then in that area. There is a guy, a guy whose name I will not dox, um, who has an unfortunate habit of every time someone's sitting down and he enters a room and he knows them even a little, he'll come up behind them, slap them on the shoulders, squeeze them for a few seconds, be like, hey, what's his name? <laughs> How's it going, man? And I'm like, hey, let's call him John. I'm like, hey, John, let's just cut that out. All right, let's, 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 let's not. All right, that's all right. That's cool. I never said that, though, which is kind of, I think, the point, is that it's very awkward to have to tell somebody not to touch you, you know? And the guy is a super nice guy, like a notoriously nice guy. And, you know, God bless him. He, he, he's, he, he's on a good career path. He's seriously, I don't think I've ever seen him get upset at anything ever. But that almost makes it more difficult, you know, just be able to like, hey man, I just don't want to be touched, you know, because that you feel bad for making him feel bad, which isn't good, you know. It's, it's a mental thing that I really wish we as people could get over, but but whatever. So, uh, yes, I would say that's inappropriate in any and all situations, especially with someone with a higher position of power doing it to someone of a lower position of power. So, <gasps> oh, shoot, this is at a hospital, too, apparently. Oh, my God. All right. Um, should I keep going with this? Should I move on to something else? <sighs> no, I don't think I will. I think this is pretty obvious for the most part. It's one of those things, you know, that people just want to say obvious shit to. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. I want to do, oh, okay, I'll do this last one, last form thing, and then I'll find a spooky story. And next time, if I do this next time, I'll have one prepared. So, thanks for bearing with me so far. Uh, 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 life, uh, uh, finds a way. Yeah, sorry, had to. Big Goldblum fan. Um, if you electrocute someone, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> this, the forum question is, what morbid fact do you know? Okay. Um, if you electrocute someone while they are submerged in water, it won't leave burn marks. Oh. I don't... <laughs> I mean... Yeah? <laughs> isn't, isn't the whole point of... I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I beg to differ, actually. I think if you electrocute somebody, if they're sitting in a bathtub that's all the way full, and you electrocute them on the top of their dry head, th there's going to be a mark. <laughs> I think there might be. Now, if, if you electrocute the water while they're in water, yeah, it'll probably leave a mark. But, I, again, what do I know? I don't know this. They knew this. Uh, Red Shield. 
with a three instead of an E for shield, or for red. Knew this, I don't know this, so, eh, fuck it, I'll, I'll take it. Um, in Formula One racing, I assume, safety belts were not mandatory until 1972. Before then, drivers believed it better to be ejected in a ca- crash and either die instantly from a broken neck or suffer many broken bones. The alternative, they thought, was to be trapped and essentially cremated alive should the cast tanks ignite. Jesus. I mean, yeah. I'd rather get my neck broken than be burned alive. Good God. <laughs> it just it cracks me up that this was their mindset. They, they didn't think for a second just to make, make a mechanism that, I, I don't know, could release it with a very specific, you know, trigger somewhere that couldn't be, like, easily pushed if you didn't mean to, you know, to let the seatbelt go. I mean, good lord. Or or, or at least have him carry a knife that could cut through the seatbelt material. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's so much, so many other solutions. I'm salivating. Oh. So, yeah, a body can swell to three times its normal size, especially if the person passes away in a bathtub. Holy crap. That, oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. That comment alone wasn't bad, but the comment... No, I'll read it out loud. I will never forget the time when I was a teenager surfing Rotten.com as well as we all did and seeing an image of a man who died in a bath. He had a thing that kept the bath water warm. So by the time he was found, he was turned into human stew. Oh my god. Oh, that's rancid. Okay. Um, that one's not interesting. I'm not even gonna... Oh man, that's morbid. Before you die, your last words could be, I don't feel so good. I was a paramedic for 15 years and heard dozens of people's final words. The phrase I heard most often, possibly from half to three quarters of them, or some form of, I don't feel so good. I've also heard, wait, something's wrong. Something's happening. I don't feel right. Wait, something's wrong. It's happening. Oh no. Oh no. Oh my gosh. That is absolutely... People feel the blood leaving their brain, I think. Must be like a rush. Oh my god. Yeah, that's... That does not make me feel great. (laughs) That is terrifying. Uh, Let's do one more good one. Oh, this one I know about. Oh god, this is sad. Judith Barcy. The young actress who voiced Anne Marie in All Dogs Go to Heaven and Ducky in The Land Before Time. She was murdered at the age of 10 by her abusive father who also killed her mother at the same time. Judith's gravestone displays Ducky's catchphrase. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, I've read this so many times. It's so sad, man. I'm not even going to go into it here, but oh my. Just. Oh, the sweetest little voice I've ever heard. A voice actress before, man. That was my childhood. I loved. And I, I saw the land before time, maybe once a ton of time ago. But I've seen all dogs go to heaven so many times. Oh, it's so sad. So sad. All right. Um, let us find a scary story. Um. Scary. 
Shadow, Shadow, Shadow. Ten of the spookiest stories are uploaded. Let's go. Oh, that looks boring, frankly. Well, there are a few here, so... Okay, I'll just do this till the hour's up. Um, I don't know. I'll try to make it interesting. If I can go back and add some ambiance. I don't even know if that's something I can do with this app, but I'll see. Alright, this one is called The Little Girl Who Wasn't from Lady Sparrow. <clears throat> I lived in a house from hell all four years. From age 11 to almost 16. There is constantly something happening. Doors flying open and shut. Voices, footsteps. Nothing ever stayed where you put it. I was alone there, a lot, because both my parents worked, and I was constantly terrified. One of the girls... Sorry. One of the most gut-level disturbing things, though, was the little girl in my bedroom. Every time I walked past my bathroom door, which was constantly, since it was right outside my bathroom, my bedroom, I saw a little girl with blonde curled hair and a rose-colored dress. She just stood there, staring, looking like a photograph from 1905. I started keeping the door closed so I could walk by without seeing her, but she was always there when I opened it. Once I stepped in past her, I couldn't see her anymore, but I could feel her there. She scared me, but I felt really sorry for her because she was trapped there, just like me but probably forever. As the years went by and things in the house continued to get worse, she started seeming darker. I started feeling like she wasn't really a little girl. I knew there was something ugly in the house and I felt like it was representing this sympathetic image to me. Then I started thinking I was completely losing my mind. One day when I was 14, I had a friend from out of town come stay with me for a week. I hadn't told her anything whatsoever about the house because I didn't think she would come if I did. Right after she got there, we were sitting in the room, and she left to go to the bathroom. About a minute later, she walked back in with a puzzled look on her face and said, So, there's a little girl in your bathroom. Um, I, yeah, she hangs out in there. Blonde hair, curls, pink dress, yeah. You know, that's not really a little girl, don't you? I almost threw up. I was so relieved and terrified and excited and ready to run out of the house screaming. She wouldn't use my bathroom the rest of the week, and I started using it as little as possible without pissing off my parents, who did not want to believe. Eventually, we moved out and I could not have been happier. I distanced myself from it mentally as much as I could. Then, when I was 18, I took another friend on a road trip to pack up a few things I had left in the house. My parents hadn't managed to sell it and wouldn't for five more years. The minute we got on the property, my friend seemed uncomfortable. When we came around the bend in the long, steep driveway, he went completely white. I could tell something was wrong, but he insisted he was okay. So we got to work. After a while, he asked to use the bathroom, and I directed him to mine. Not 20 seconds after he left, he came running back in, gasping for breath, and, and slammed the bathroom door behind him. He started babbling about a little blonde girl who isn't really a little girl. All of a sudden, he went dead still, looked me in the eye, and very solemnly said, She's not happy with you. 
You left, and you weren't supposed to. We threw whatever we could grab in two trips in my car, and I walked him to another bathroom and waited outside the door, and got the fuck out of top speed. Well, that was inconclusive. <laughs> what does that even mean, man? Uh, oh, these are supposed to be true stories. Oh, so these aren't... Okay. Well, these are questionable at best. Ah, uh, God, I want a real one, like a thought-out one. Ah, here we go. Oh, it's from the... It's from the Huffington books, but I don't know, maybe it'll still be good. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna do that one. Alright, ooh, here's one that just sounds creepy. Um, oh, never mind, that one is pretty short. Why are these all, like, two seconds long? Ah, oh, here's one. Okay, we'll end it on this. This one is called The Whispers. This is a story I do not often tell. I promise sincerely that this has scared me for life. And although I have looked into psychological explanations for what I heard, and natural explanations for what occurred, they remain unsatisfactory. When I was a child, I was scared of the dark. I swore to my mother I heard voices in it. They were not evil, but they were not familiar, and so they scared me. It was not uncommon in the middle of the night for me to wake up and hear whispers, as I would call them when asking for my mom. She figured they were just bumps in the night and typical kid nightmare material. I tried often to explain to her that it was more than that, that they sounded different from one another, the way people's voices do. On some nights, I would get so scared from these whispers that I would sleep in my mom's bed with her. It was an added bonus that the bathroom was directly outside of her bedroom door for my late night tinkles. <laughs> Sorry. Late night tinkles? Oh, that took the mood out. I'm sorry. <laughs> For my late night tinkles. <laughs> Alright. Um, <clears throat> I should add at this point that when walking out into the hall to go to the bathroom, you look directly down the stairs that would lead you into my living room on the first floor, as my mom's bedroom was on the second floor. On one such night around Christmas, I awoke and felt the need to relieve myself. I walked out from the door and distinctly heard the phrase, Look! And to my astonishment, a red light, almost like a spotlight, was cast upon the wall at the very bottom of the stairs. The light had no other source. It was by itself, and I was transfixed by it. Being a little kid, and it being only a few days from Christmas, I knew what this light was. It was Santa! All caps with three exclamation points. How else could he get into my house to know I was being a good boy? I was so excited, I began walking down the stairs to greet him, picking up my pace after the second step as it began to creep off the wall and fade into the darkness of my living room. That's when I heard him, a very strong, masculine voice, different from the first, not at all like my father's, not to say he isn't masculine, it's distinctly different. It said, stop, right now. Go back up those stairs. I listened, turned around, and what happened next I am not sure I would believe if someone had told me the same story. After reaching the top of the stairs, I heard a very loud crash that sent me running back to my mother's bed. 
where I jumped straight under the covers and stayed there the whole night. When we awoke the next morning, the the poinsettia lights, little Christmas flower lights that grow red, my mother had put on the railing down the stairs were pulled straight down to the bottom of the stairs, some broken from what seemed like a forceful tear, laying in a strange pile. A single pile, sorry. The dry sink in my living room had fallen from the wall. The dry sink in my living room? What? My mother could not explain it. My father was worried we had been the victims of a home invasion. My sister was crying. There was nothing missing. Nobody had broken in, and there did not seem to be any reason this had happened. And then I saw it, and I kept quiet about it, because I was so afraid that I could not force words out of my mouth. There, on the edge of the wooden dry sink, which had been facing up, were three indentations where the finish on the wood it had been worn, almost as in as if it was in a forceful grip. Something down there had grabbed it and threw it down. That was what the bang was. I was more... Okay, sorry, real quick deviation. Wooden dry sink? What is a wooden dry sink? Does anyone know? Okay, sorry, had to say that. I was mortified. After that day, I never heard a single voice again. I do not like to imagine what was waiting downstairs for me that night, if it was anything at all. But I can tell you that the reality was that something had physically acted upon two things in my house near the bottom of that stairwell. After this, I had never heard another whisper again, which is sad because in some ways I would have liked to thank the man that had stopped me from going down those stairs. This had happened when I was seven. I'm 20 years old now, and because of this incident, I am still afraid of the dark, especially shadowy stairwells. Oh my god. Frankly, I think I would be better off going on Reddit No Sleep for stories than this. This is just goofy, man. <laughs> it's all just goofy. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. If I do this next time, I'll, I'll find a good No Sleep story. But, good god. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Okay, so, um, almost time to wrap up here. This has been. Hot takes and hot cakes with Dalty Dalt. Um, if anyone actually did listen to this whole thing, I'm sure um, you are very annoyed or have tuned me out at this point. I'm sorry. Um, I just wanted to get a jump start on this, just to see how it felt. It's all right. I'm, I'm a little jittery at the beginning, but it's cool now. Um, I'm going to try to get a guest next week, either my girlfriend or one of my roommates, maybe. Um, that might mean I have to do it later in the day, but that's fine. I, I'm not going to have hotcakes for every single one of these. <laughs> it's just a funny... I, I liked it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so thank you for listening. If you have been listening, um, not that you care, but um, I am uh, looking forward to this weekend. Um, Friday, um, I'm heading up to to, to Michigan um, to see my girlfriend. Um and uh, we're going to go to a haunted house. She's never been to a haunted house. So we're going to a haunted house on Friday night. Should be a lot of fun. Looks pretty spooky from what I've seen. Um, hang out Saturday. Um, only thing we know for sure that we're doing, we're seeing the new Joker movie um, in the afternoon. So finally see what all the fuss is about. Maybe not die. Um, that would be nice. Um, and yeah, no, it's finally going to be fall weather. Today's a little warm, but it's a high of 80. So, yeah, I'll take that as a high, because at least it won't be past that, which I'll, I'll prefer. And it's cloudy, too, so it's hard to complain. And uh, starting tomorrow, ooh, 
highs of 60, high of 56. Oh, it's going to be so nice. I love fall so much, you guys. And, uh, yeah.